0: To J. Jake Jackets Gear up to fire the cannon And hit the ice with your host Jay Ashdown And Jake Gehringer
1: something i didn't do very
0: often as a goalie right (laughs) um okay so we're here it's thursday i want to get some housekeeping things done real quick and then we'll just jump right into it because last episode was really long and it took forever and you can probably see by my friggin eyes uh okay so episode three that just came out today was technically supposed to be Tuesday's episode.
1: But it took forever.
0: The export for this two-hour episode took me four attempts and five hours each. Because... That's 20 hours. Yes. Because, math. here. The math. Yes. Something we're not good at, but... Aren't you proud of me? I am very proud of you.
1: I think you should be i'm proud of myself
0: <laughs> for doing math yeah we're a math pod now
1: <laughs> yeah we are
0: <laughs> but like yes, numbers just exporting took 20 hours and that's not counting like trying to upload it to youtube and it cutting off and not playing everything right and as an add-on to that episode three which is called uh, fashionably late because of course it's fashionably late. We just posted it like this morning at like six, seven in the morning.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't even called fashionably late because of that. It was because we took a week off and every all the news was late. So yeah, like it was really late.
0: Yeah, so you guys are getting a two for special on YouTube, but this is the only episode that's coming up next on audio only. Yeah. So if you're listening on Spotify or Google Podcasts or one of the smaller platforms like PodChat or whatever that um, we distribute through Anchor. If you're listening yeah. on one of those, this is the next episode that's going to be in your feed. Yeah. And we're going to keep this one short. So let's jump into it. We got a few signings we got a couple little like jackets kind of tidbits that i want to hit after that and then the big meat and potatoes of this episode uh we're going to talk about roster construction yeah because there was and it's always
1: great because we go into this like you have your notes and everything like that and i have no clue what the fuck we're going to talk about (laughs) i think that's what makes this enjoyable is the fact that i just don't know what's coming next and i just get to be like. That's exciting. So you say roster construction. I'm like, ooh, what wonder what that means.
0: <laughs> because the way we work is, like, I scroll Twitter endlessly. If you see something, you can text it to me. And then I just jot everything down in my notepad after seeing things from, like, Elliot Friedman, Frank Saravalli, hell, even Steve. Or Adam, yeah, if you, they've you got, see, like, some stupid take.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you've got, you do all the production stuff. You take the notes and then I come in and I'm just like analytics. And you're just like, yes. And that's the show.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Like you know a lot more about the more like in-depth numbers. And I'm all about like faces of people and talking about like base numbers and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I'm very much the ooh, look at what fresh posted, kind of guy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Top down hockey does not like this player. <laughs>
0: Elite prospects says he sucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's got a 2% chance of making the National Hockey League.
0: Look at his expected goals against. Like yeah.
1: Look, he had a solid season, but look at that shooting percentage. That's not sustainable.
0: Look at this Fenwick. Ew. <laughs> ugh,
1: his Corsi <laughs> numbers are terrible.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. The the Devils are fucking busy today.
1: Yeah, let me tell you, you know, I love the Devils every offseason because, like, I think they've won offseason champions, like, three out of the last five seasons. Right,
0: and they can't get anything done when it matters.
1: Because some of the moves just kind of seem to, like, blow up in their face. And I feel for them. I mean, I, I don't mind the Devils at all. I have nothing against them. No, me uh, neither,
0: honestly. You know, I mean, I mean, I loved watching Broder when he played, and Corey was fine until he wasn't.
1: He was really good until he wasn't. Yeah. It like it, it, It's crazy. It's not like he was like most goalies where it's like, oh, he's really good and uh, numbers are going down and oh, he fell off a cliff towards the end. No, he was just really right. good and that fell off a cliff.
0: Yeah. But, like poor Corey Schneider. And now they have Mackenzie Blackwood and the guy that we're going to talk about right now Jonathan Bernier. Very... Yeah, I really
1: like him. I really like him. You know, I do
0: too. And we talked about him last episode, how he was very, very solid on a disastrous, well, not disastrous anymore, but still iffy Red Wings team.
1: Yeah, he's been pretty reliable throughout the course of his career. You know, he was kind of oh, like yeah. thrown under the bus a lot in Toronto. Granted, every player does when the Leafs aren't winning. Mm-hmm. Um then he had stints oh, with like me. Anaheim and Colorado, where he was pretty solid in in the backup role. Did he, um, did he have a yeah.
0: Colorado stint?
1: He did. It was uh, a 20 is so twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen when they made the playoffs. Oh, that's so, and so lost long ago Nashville. now. Like
0: thinking about it. <laughs>
1: It's, the, it's when they lost to Nashville in six, but the Hamburglar got a win in that series. Oh,
0: that was the Hamburglar. started.
1: Yeah, yeah. So.
0: By the way, Hammond, another Falcon. BG,
1: yep. BG, Holy baby.
0: Green. Now, bit, little quick, again, we're talking Red Wings, we're talking Falcons, whatever. Um, I just found out today that my, well, he's not a buddy. I got to watch him play plenty of times, but Tyler Spezia t- signed a, uh. A deal with the Griffins today, so good for
1: speed. Oh, nice, hell yeah. Um, but anyway, back to back to Bernier. Bernier like, he's yes. he's always been a very solid guy. Like, like he's yeah. the kind of guy his you know, when we talk about analytics, his like goals against his expected goals against and his actual goals against, there, those numbers are always going to be pretty hand in hand. It's like, he's not going to lose it, you games, he's not going to steal you many games either
0: Right. Yeah. It it, it, goes... it's,
1: it's never significant gap. So you know, he's he is the kind of guy who's not going to really steal you a game, but mm-hmm. he's not going to be the reason you lose very often.
0: He's a good I mean, he's a good puck stopper. That's what you're supposed to do as a goalie, something that you probably didn't do very well.
1: <laughs> no, no. It, yeah. I had fun doing it. I had fun <laughs> I had fun failing at doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was successful at stopping the puck about 90% of the time.
0: So an average 900 save percentage, that would get you a decent AHL backup job, maybe.
1: Yeah, except I was doing that in eighth grade (laughs) against kids who will never sniff pro hockey.
0: Against kids high off on pixie sticks before hitting the ice. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Bernier, I like that signing. Um, although the the money's a little steep, but I guess he deserves a the, pay raise. The money, the money is steep,
1: but the Devils have so much damn cap space; it almost doesn't even matter. You can throw yeah. it that direction, and it's it it'll help the development of Mackenzie Blackwood because you're not going to be oh, burning sure. him out. That's the most important thing. Yeah, you know, you you pay that money for that.
0: It's gonna be a fifty-five, forty-five type of split with. Blackwood and Bernier. Yeah. It's gonna be and nice it sh- it down should the be. middle split.
1: You put yourself in a position where the next two years you can do that split and then keep it relatively even the next year. If you're not a playoff team next year, you could probably right. deal Bernier at the deadline to a team that might need him.
0: Like Toronto.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean you never know, man. I, I yeah, there's so many interesting
0: Though they do have Mrazic over there, so that's gonna be interesting to see what they do with Jack and Peter and
1: yeah, and Jackson contract year. So
0: <laughs> that too. Oof. Um, But yeah, Bernier, I like it. $8.25 million. Again, looking at that, just like cap hit as it is, it's like, ooh, but uh, make it paper, man. Yeah. Over the uh, next two years,
1: I think that's pretty reasonable.
0: Oh, yeah. And we have two more two years that uh, the Devils got through. So I guess yeah. they're going through a lot of guys that need to prove themselves um the second one i want to hit is the is the younger of the two guys jaeger yeah yeah i loved watching this kid play (laughs) this year
1: i'm going to be as blunt as possible no i haven't watched this kid i haven't watched this kid i haven't watched i had no reason to watch the devils this year so like (laughs) Uh, I've heard good things about him. His underlying numbers look pretty solid. The shooting Mm -hmm. percentage doesn't look that sustainable, though. So we'll have to see. I mean, I, I don't know enough about this kid to definitively give you a fair opinion on him.
0: I never watched, like, games games of his, but seeing all the highlights that I did get to see, and, you know, kudos to whoever runs the NHL's social medias for actually paying attention to smaller market teams yeah (laughs) and breakout players like that right um that's a first (laughs) but him playing with like you put him on the right with like either oh if you could load up with like jack on the left nico in the middle and sharon govich on the right oh boy that's fun to watch
1: so stupid i was I, <laughs> I almost said why would you put paul mary on the right
0: oh <laughs>
1: he's
0: not there lord, anymore he's oh no,
1: good lord good lord man it's been a week it's been a week for this guy and i'm telling it's, you man. it's
0: been a, it's been a 48 hours for this guy
1: yeah yeah Ugh. Um, Yeah, no, there's somebody else you could put on the right-hand side, though, to be honest. Because I I don't know if Sharon Govich is necessarily first line yet. Uh, They did make another signing that we'll talk about.
0: Good second line for Diego right now, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to load up a line, you probably put, I think, Jack in the center, Nico on the left, and then
0: Thomas Tatar on the right. Tatar! That's the other guy we need to get to. (laughs) yeah <laughs> is there like seriously we talked about uh we mentioned Andrei svechnikov earlier just because of shits and giggles are there no two more fun ways to scream a name than jordan Martinuk screaming mr svechnikov oh and, yeah and the drunk guy in montreal that went tit yeah are there like no two better names to do that with?
1: I'd have to think for a little bit. You're putting me <laughs> on the spot here.
0: I do you think it's weird that his nickname is tuna. I don't know where that came from.
1: It was you know, tartar sauce.
0: <clears> hmm.
1: <throat> put that with tuna.
0: I don't know if I would put that with tuna.
1: I don't know so much about it. I'm not a big big tuna guy. I'm not a tuna guy either. That's the assumption I'm making that maybe that's what it pertains to. but... eh.
0: (laughs) But yeah, that's a good, good, like proof, you know. He's he's got to prove himself again because Thomas. I don't know
1: why he has to though. Like I know he was scratched a bunch in the playoffs. Like he was kind of in the doghouse, but like his numbers the last two years have been great.
0: His numbers do show that he can do what he can do, but again, like when you're when you're coming off of time in the doghouse like that, we like you know, we saw it firsthand with how Torts was benching Patty. Like, that can yeah. really mess with your head.
1: It can, but I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at a guy like here, here as I pull up Jay Fresh. Uh, his even strength offensive percentile, 99%. Oh, my God. Oh. Defense, 67%. That's, That's pretty good. That's not bad. Finishing, 76%. Good. Primary assists per 60 minutes, 98%. Quality of competition, 92%. Huh. His projected his projected war percentage,
0: 94%. Wow, okay, so he's actually... So, uh, so it's
1: like, like and the, it's not even just the analytics. His actual numbers are good, too. It's like, yeah, how does this guy only get a two-year deal, and he has to do it with a rebuilding team? Like, there wasn't a contender he's... out there that didn't want somebody in their top six?
0: I guess they're looking for a bigger fish like Kyle or...
1: Is Kyle a bigger fish? I I think they're pretty much on the same level.
0: I think they're definitely a same, like, tier player, but I feel like Kyle Palmieri gets more press, if that makes sense. Perhaps. Mayhaps. But, (laughs) um... Yeah, so uh, Tatar's is two years for nine million total. So, and I mean, these are all technically unconfirmed on Cap Friendly, but I mean, yeah. uh, Oh, and Sharon Govich's is is two million a year. So that's a nice bridge for a kid like him.
1: For a really young kid, yeah. Yeah. I like it
0: i like i like both of those deals for sure it's it's and
1: hard it's hard to have a bad deal when a guy's making two million
0: dollars right yeah i i guess that, yeah. that's
1: for the especially on your team like the devils with their cap situation that's pretty easy to bury if this kid like just completely falls off
0: isn't which i it, doubt he does isn't it weird how like shiro got them into such a Crazy hellish <laughs> hell devils, <laughs> uh, in such cap hell.
1: I want to walk from the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Shiro put them in such a rut, and now Tom Fitzgerald is like really not doing that bad of a job digging them out. No, I, I like what he's doing. I mean, do we even talk about Dougie Hamilton going there? I don't remember. Did we? I think we may have. Yeah, because we were um, we had so many free agents to cover. We did mention his name. I remember that.
1: I mean, that's the biggest fish out of all of them. And yeah, God, I I don't. I don't mind the contract. I mean, he's one of the best offensive defensemen in hockey. He 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 does more than just hold. You know, the other team at the point of attack on defense. The like guy he's, can, he's, he's good defensively.
0: The guy he can, can skate. S- score from the red line for god's sake i mean he's
1: <laughs> i know he's kind of a weird dude but you know he's a you're a good player like
0: i just very, went to a museum i like museums yeah. <laughs> sue me
1: <laughs> i haven't been to a museum in years <laughs> I mean, do, do what? you do you count hall of fames as museums
0: well Yes, because some are actually Okay, then
1: I have been Some
0: are literally named Hall of Fame and Museum
1: Okay, so Cooperstown Big museum guy over here
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, again, I just went to Wonderworks And that's more or less like an interactive museum I don't even know what it is You've never been to Wonderworks? Nah, man i'm I'm cultured
1: i go to cooperstown
0: (laughs) dude google it it's like the building looks like it was built upside down wait is that in pigeon forge
1: yes okay so i've seen it but i've never been in it you should
0: go it's a blast okay
1: i know exactly what you're talking about it's so much fun but sorry cooperstown cooperstown better more cultured
0: i still have i still have vacation on the brain <laughs> um yeah, so we went through those really fast. Okay. Um oh, and then there was Fabro that broke like an hour before the show. Um, yeah, he,
1: he he is a defenseman.
0: <laughs> he's he's sticking around in Smashville for
1: uh, Yeah, two more again, years. Another
0: two-year deal. Uh that one's 4.8. Um
1: you know he's this a, kid's got—he's
0: a guy right now.
1: Yeah, he's the the talent's there offensively. Oh yeah, gotta see a little bit more defensively from this guy, but uh, maybe that'll come with time.
0: I like his name.
1: It's a pretty sick name, Dante Fabro. Yeah,
0: that's, that's
1: kind of boss. <laughs> it
0: is honestly like it's
1: he, that's cool. No, I agree. That's a cool name. He, this guy should be play good. like
0: he could play like a mobster's like right hand man. In yeah, some mob, you know what I mean. He has great Dante hair. Fa- Don't a lot of hockey players have great hair?
1: Yeah, but I really like his.
0: <laughs> we did, didn't we? Just gush about like Swedish hair in the last episode.
1: Well, we we gushed about everything Swedish in the last episode. <laughs> the the yeah, face, just, how how that just the silky smooth skin, the chisel, not a single blemish. Like, yeah, the chisel you know, the all the, oh, the eyes. Oh my God. The, the eyes. Teeth. The, the teeth that I've never seen. Uh, Alexander Winberg might be the only, <laughs> only sweet who's ever missed a tooth in his life.
0: Honestly. Honestly. And he, and he still, people. and he still looks beautiful. Yeah. Like, no, he looked incredible.
1: Like, beautiful, and, beautiful man. And then it built yet, these people in labs. I swear.
0: And then against Tampa, he scored one of the sickest rush goals I've ever seen in a yeah, playoff remember,
1: series. I was over at my buddy's house, we were watching it, and I was just like, What, Berg?
0: Alexander, how dare you?
1: Oh my God.
0: Like, go ahead and add, you know, Jock Confiscator to his uh, resume. <laughs> right?
1: And now he's a Kraken.
0: He is a Kraken. That's interesting. Yeah, that is actually really interesting. Didn't they? Yeah, they also did uh, Borg and Steel. Uh, like right before the show started. Yeah. So good for them. They're getting their guys, you know, ready. He's a guy. They're getting their guys ready, and yeah, they, I mean they need to. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh Fabro was a good sign like all these signings I actually really do like for their respective teams.
1: Fabro's is a little expensive, I think, for his production, but I mean
0: I think wait a minute, Ellie Tolvinen's a winger that's because I was thinking like put him and like put those two together but then I was like, oh wait, Ellie's a winger
1: yeah, no, I, I like got... Tolvinen.
0: I saw his brother at school. Um, one of his older brothers played for Northern Michigan. So I got to see him play at college a couple of times, and that was fun. Nice. He was in your position. Oh. And he got lit up. Actually, he didn't get lit so up. He was in, so he was in my position. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not too much. He was very, very good.
1: Uh, so never mind.
0: He he was. So you was, lied to me. I I lied to you.
1: You deceived me. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever do this again. I, I'm gonna go cry in the corner.
0: Oh, you're gonna come right back. You're gonna come crawling <laughs> back.
1: Yeah, this is a breaking announcement to everybody. Uh, Tuesday's episode has been canceled uh, <laughs> for After... un- unforeseen reasons. We might be back on Thursday. We will see.
0: And to be posting two episodes on Thursday again because technology is wonderful.
1: Breaking news. We have uh, news that Jay is re- reconstructing his contract.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're sending him down.
1: Uh, no, nah, I get claimed.
0: You get claimed.
1: I get claimed.
0: <laughs> um, okay. The two smaller jackets things, because again, I I mean, I really want to go in-depth on uh, Jackets Insiders piece, uh, so I want to get through these just really fast. Uh, the reason why I'm wearing this, which, thank you, Pfeffer and the 614 Hockey crew, we're not paid, we just, you know, they're friends of ours. Um... Pierre-Luc Dubois is switching his number from 13 to 80 in honor of Matisse, which is a great gesture, honestly. Like, despite how the relationship in Columbus ended, like, you still stick with those guys.
1: Yeah, things ended poorly optics-wise because obviously he had the shift, you know, the, requesting shift the, trade, the contract negotiations, all of that was such a headache. Well, it's like because and, and, and,
0: he negotiates his deal and then he immediately comes out and says, okay, get rid of me.
1: Well, that came out before the deal was done.
0: It's just like, what even... Because, what?
1: because of the idea of being offer-sheeted. So that's, that's kind of how that happened. And, and frankly, um i want to remind people this is a good person there's never been any doubts about his character right i don't know why he didn't want to be here anymore yeah that one
0: confuses me because we know why guys like bob and shane and artemi didn't want to be here anymore they wanted to go chase the bag
1: yeah and i hope people understand that outside of this fan base understand that part of the frustration and the feeling that a lot of Jackets fans had wasn't even because of Pierre-Luc Dubois doing it it's just because it's another one exactly.
0: that's layered it's, on
1: top of it.
0: Yeah, throw it in the because pile and here a, we like are This again. fan
1: base cannot get over, it. here's the thing everybody thinks that this just stems from Oh Bobrovsky And Panarin and Duchesne.
0: Well, they all this all stems from Jeff
1: Carter. This is all this all stems in this in this fan base. All that pain is mostly associated with Jeff Carter.
0: Well, yeah, because that was the original like painful original. Yeah, the
1: guy didn't want to be here, didn't want to leave Philly, hated it, did not put in the effort, gets traded, and immediately wins stanley cup and then wins another one two years later uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there, yeah yeah and, and then and then on top of that the blue jackets were terrible and even though he super didn't deserve the the, the uh backlash that he got rick nash asked for a trade yeah i always found that I, weird from the fan base that was again that's another situation that's because of jeff carter
0: i wasn't around It's not for, because of rick nash like i wasn't around for the nash trade but like I knew how important he was to the franchise at that point,
1: point. and people were booing him at games. People didn't like him anymore. People turned on him, and it's like I mean, God, he, I like, mean, put this into context for a second. He was drafted, you know, first overall by this team. He'd right. been here for a decade. We made the playoffs once, and we got swept. Right, and he it, the frustrations were boiling over, we and Steve Mason seasons. was
0: playing out of his mind, regardless.
1: In, in in yeah, in 2009, yeah, but the team had just finished a tear, they were the worst team in the league,
0: yeah.
1: They and ended up getting
0: and, Murray, they, they ended up getting two. Murray,
1: who unf- unfortunately injuries. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, he's still,
1: he's still a solid second pairing defenseman. I, I think it's the injuries that prevented him from becoming of the course. guy he was supposed to be, yeah. He was um, great, still with, useful,
0: he was great with Savard when he was there he was yeah i missed those two guys
1: but anyway Uh, this all just i i need to read the point here this all just goes back to the pain of jeff carter and then rick nash and then Joe Hansen. and then you get to panarin the joey one was
0: weird to me too
1: because regardless of whether or not it's fair It doesn't always have to do with the city. Sometimes it's the team. I understand why Nash wanted out. Mm -hmm. I understand why Joey wanted out. I understand why Panarin left. I understand why Bobrovsky left. But the player retention problem has gotten to some people that the blinders are on and they just can't look past it. And that's where the frustration and the pain comes from.
0: And that's From this one
1: dude back in 2011.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think z's deal is really important too like it's insanely important
1: we talked about that yeah and now unfortunately dubois has been thrown into that category of player and i don't think he deserves it he's a young guy he's a young man is he like one year older than me
0: i think he's 20 he's my age he's 23 him and him and him and line a are both 23
1: okay See young guy, man. I mean, this guy's figuring out it what he wants to like like where he wants to be. Mm -hmm. You you know, starting his career and making decisions for himself. He's a young adult. Like, I don't know, let him be, man. Like
0: playing with his dad in the organization that he moved to.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if he's happier there, let him be happy, man. Like, I've never doubted this guy's character, how good of a person he is, and this move shows it that he is a really good person.
0: I understood like both of them wanting out of situations that they weren't comfortable with. Yeah. And that's why they made the swap that they did.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. 100%. And I don't know. We'll we'll see how that how that looks down the line I in mean, terms of who wins the trade, but
0: well right now right we now, are with how Jack did and he was the throw-in in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's tough.
0: Patty definitely you know, t- thinking needs about to that, but... get back to form in order for us to like say okay.
1: Exactly. But the end result, the, the, the whole point that I was trying to make with this rant is Pierre Luc Dubois is <laughs> a good person. Yes, and he was a good friend to Kivi. And yes. Of it's course, awesome that he's doing that for him.
0: Oh yeah, it's a great tribute. Um, let's hope for more from you know the marketing department and PR and whoever does like if they do like a sticker on the helmets or something, a patch.
1: I think the Blue Jackets will do an eighty patch on their on their jersey. I don't know if I uh, other teams like on a National um, Hockey League will like do on it,
0: a but... like right here. Right here type thing, yeah. Chest patch, yeah, yeah. They they should they should do something, yeah. And then they should absolutely use the event as a motivator. Yeah, we we talked
1: about this. It's because we just went through hell.
0: Like like the team went through hell. The fan base went through hell. We're still kind of going through it. Like uh, grief changes people and regardless of who's the one leaving yeah. I mean, we talked
1: to, I, I think i talked about this i don't know which episode it was but we've um, seen teams like in in the face of tragedy just they kind of they come out and they, they play better they use it as motivator yeah and it, it's it's you know what they look to for motivation and whatnot like like i mentioned i think when Vegas made their run to the finals that was in after their first the year. shooting there the, the yeah. Vegas shooting the the Bruins making it to the final after the Boston Marathon yes. and then the Red Sox that senior winning, winning the World it, series yes.
0: um, yeah you talked about that um, Boston i want to say Strong. it was like episode 1
1: yeah, yeah. i want to say it was we, the very we, first we've,
0: episode. we've seen it before and hopefully the team uh can Does use it to their advantage it. yeah Another thing that I wanted to get to just as a Columbus thing, something that I didn't realize because I was scrolling through cap friendly. I just opened it up. I'm looking at the unrestricted free agents right now. Dubinsky's off our books, which is for me, that's bittersweet. You know?
1: Well, I mean, he wasn't going to play again, unfortunately.
0: No, and I feel really bad because it's another one of those situations like Horton, like Clarkson.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, we got a lot out of that guy, and he was awesome for us. for all. I hope he does something maybe with Fox Sports as, like, an analyst or something.
0: Oh, you know? I would love that if he was like, dude, you know what would be fun? What? Put Doobie with Grandpierre.
1: I would love it. I, I love that. That would be
0: awesome.
1: Doesn't matter if it's if he does something with Fox Sports or maybe works within the organization. I think he's going to do something Blue Jackets related.
0: He would be a very good like He would be a very good like skills coach, I think. He would he would be a good like somewhere in either Rick Nash's department or something similar to what Latester's doing. And yeah. I love that we're getting former players in as staff. Jared Bull, Mark Letestu, Rick Nash. I also think it like, kind of contributes
1: to the whole attitude thing that the Blue Jackets are now looking for getting people who want to be here. Put it with former players who liked being here. Letestu loved being here. Bull loved being here. Contrary to how people felt when we traded him, Nash yeah. loved being here. Yeah, like th- These guys all love being here, bringing that positive attitude. Uh, maybe that rubs off on the team, and these guys – continue to not only embrace being a blue jacket but embrace you know living in columbus
0: columbus as a city yeah and i wouldn't be surprised when you know when fliggy's done done if he comes back in some capacity yeah you know i wouldn't be surprised if that happened either um so yeah doobie's cap is off and that was like 5.85 yeah So that definitely helped clear up room for Zach's Zach's upcoming hit and Voracek's, if I'm being honest, too. Yeah. Because if you look at our page, um, if you look at our page, we are sitting at uh, 25 on the roster size, 38 contracts out of 50, And $11.23 in space right now.
1: Yeah, they're being pretty reasonable with their cap space. And I'm happy about it. I mean, I you know, this is not a team. Look, look, you're not going to get a ton of your top-end talents to come to you through free agency. Save up your money Mm -hmm. and try and put yourself in a position where you could build this team up
0: from the ground up. And it's and nice. And
1: extend those players like you just did with Worenski.
0: Yeah. I like some of the hits we have on a lot of our longer term deals now. Like, mm-hmm.
1: um, oh, Bjork is like, a beaut.
0: Ollie's is great. Yeah. Ollie's is great. Uh, that, that Bo- was,
1: that was great work by, by Yarmo.
0: Yeah. Boons is nice for the role that he plays, like 3.75 until 27,
1: you yeah. know, same year
0: as Bjorki. Um, Twenty twenty seven is
1: not a real year, uh, right?
0: <laughs> what it's is not... this Tomorrowland?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, we're paying Jake, uh, eight two five till twenty four twenty five. Um, so he's like, yeah, I'm looking at the cap. He's ten percent of our cap. <laughs> Just Jake Voracek is ten percent of the <laughs> Blue Jackets cap. But then we also do have a lot of like. Really tiny young guys. Uh, Robbie's on 9.75 until the bonus kicks in or the extension kicks in. Then it goes up to yeah, 1. that's 1.6. 6. Uh, Bemer is an RFA after 23, <laughs> making 9.25. Chinakov is on the his on the ELC, ELC right now, um, and
1: I just can't wait until Voronkov and uh, Marchenko come over too.
0: And there's another guy that I want to mention when we get to lines, you know, get to roster here in a minute, um, that you might be surprised we even have. <laughs> uh, and then like Z's big deal doesn't kick in until after this year, so he's making five, and then he makes the nine point yeah. five.
1: We also have really interesting guys for this upcoming. We got uh, Gregory Hoffman.
0: That's actually okay. Speaking of teasers, that's the guy I wanted. That's the guy I was mentioning.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like him a lot. Uh, sp- fast. He is speed. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think he's going to be a nice nice addition to the bottom six, honestly. Greg-
0: Gregory McQueen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get into this. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Uh, Jeff Svoboda, the Jackets insider, posted on, you know, the NHL Blue Jackets website, you know, his early projections for what we have right now and what we could do. Yeah. And I love looking at this kind of stuff. You know, I love looking at line combos and deep pairings and like mixing and matching guys and figuring out like doing the coach's construction job essentially, right? Yeah. Uh, So what we've got at forward according to jeff here is first line is patty jack yep
1: jake and jake yeah that and i I mentioned that last podcast so that's what i wanted to see
0: yeah so
1: i think that that's kind of a a slam dunk no-brainer
0: oh yeah um
1: you have two guys who can make plays two two huge passers to a sniper
0: like you got a elite sniper young young sniper and then um, Jake can definitely like Jake and Jack can do both really well. Offensively. Yeah, absolutely. Um, second line is Gus, Tex, Ollie.
1: I so like that look. Nyquist, I, I like
0: Texier Bjorkstrand.
1: I like the sounds of that line to be honest with you.
0: Honestly, if Gus is healthy, just watching him and Oliver fly down the sides of the ring. Those are two Those are two good
1: guys to pair with a young guy like Tex. And Tex, unfortunately, like for him, he is going to be kind of th- thrust into that role because of the injury to Max.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he can do it. I think he can do it.
1: I think he's, yeah, I, I think he he's capable of it, but like he, he is still a young player. So... Um,
0: I mean, we've seen what he can do, like how much, you know, like special skill he has, especially in places like the shootout. You remember his one handed move last year? Oh,
1: yeah. This guy, like, there's no doubt no. about it. The, the, the talent is absolutely there, the skill is there with this kid. Um, there's been a very, very large lack of consistency with this guy. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I expect that out of a young player um and, and then we know but, what
0: Gu- we know what gus can do because we saw it on other teams
1: we didn't yeah, really get and we, and we much also of a saw chance it.
0: to see it here well, we yet. saw it
1: his first we saw it his first
0: year yeah and then he got the the high stick in philly which didn't get yeah. called and that's still bullshit <laughs> um But yeah, I really want to see Tex take a huge step. And then we also really know what Oliver can do, but he still also has room to show that he can be, you know, another elite point producer. Yeah. And you can switch, like, you can swap Jake and Oliver all you want. I don't care, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, they can both produce... This this is definite. That top six is definitely merging more into a like one A one B situation, which is really good, I think. Right. It's not like a definitive first and a definitive second. Yeah. Um.
1: I will. The, yeah. Tell you. The one thing I wouldn't mind seeing like right away. Mm-hmm. I want to see them put, foodie in a for, in a third line center role. Let's see how fun. he does with it.
0: That would, you know, that would I, be fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could put him with Boone. Mm-hmm. i put him with Boone and Robbie. Get uh, some speed out there.
0: It's funny. Get a fast third line. It's funny that you mentioned those two because right now they're separated on this article. Uh, third line is Jenner, Kevin Stenland, Hoffman. Yeah which i mean that's feisty i like it
1: yeah i don't got, mind that line at all that's a i just really, wouldn't mind you know what honestly you that's put, a fun put...
0: like that's a fun like grab bag third line you got like the feistiness in boone jenner uh has mm-hmm. got a lot of speed and skill and like you said gregory hoffman has a lot of speed
1: Put make make your fastest line possible. Put foodie in the middle. Put Robbie on your left and put Greg Gregory on your right.
0: You'll
1: <laughs> escape by everybody.
0: Can't catch him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, and the fourth line, according to this, is Robinson Corale Foodie.
1: Yeah. I have Corale on the fourth line. Yeah. Um I'd probably put him with Stenland to be honest with you, just to start.
0: Put Stenner on the right or left?
1: I put him on the right.
0: Put him on the right. And who's on the left? Yeah. Robbie. Keep Robbie down there or
1: well, it, it would have been Hoffman because my third line was wow. was Boone, Foodie, and Robbie. Okay. So I, I would have Hoffman on the fourth line with Corrali and okay. Stenland.
0: And then the extras, obviously Max is hurt. Um I don't know if Bemmer's hurt. Uh, he's probably just going to be a bench guy. Uh, Chinnik- um, Chinnikov, yeah. if he makes it out of camp. Um,
1: Josh Dunn, who I think is is interesting. Yeah, uh, I Dun- got a chance to. I got a chance to see him my freshman year uh, when Clarkson came to Canisius. Oh. He scored a goal. He, he, I was impressed by him. He, big body. Um, I think could maybe develop into a bottom six kind of guy.
0: Yeah um gerbs is still here i love it yeah guy my height taking on guys like (laughs) travis sandheim and Claude Giroux.
1: we love to see it
0: five foot four of fury man um and then they also have um three guys who i think are gonna stick around as ahl guys but one of these guys could probably get a call up uh, they got Fix Wolansky, Brendan Gauntz, and Dan Forth sitting there.
1: Yeah, well, I also, I'm also interested. Um, I don't know if they're maybe going to consider giving him a, a call up this year if he plays well in the minors, but Tyler Engel had a really, really good year last year.
0: Oh, he um, did, yeah.
1: He's a very interesting prospect. I mean, he was a seventh round pick, smaller guy, but I mean, the skills obviously there. And it looks like he's developing pretty well. So I don't know if they want to give him a shot this year, maybe. Right. But um, he's definitely going to be someone to look forward to in the future.
0: We also talked about this guy uh, last episode just because of our, um, of just our roots. Just because of his, tape,
1: but, his tapeworm.
0: <laughs> his tapeworm, our roots, all of this crap. But I want to see Carson at some point. Yeah. I want to see Carson Meyer come up. Um, so the defense this is kind of fun to look at to just, yeah. just stare at because um, it's uh z and bockfist on the first yeah pair. that
1: that's i think that's a no-brainer that's a lot you put, you put Beukvist, who who's your best right-handed defenseman Mm-hmm. because he is one of two right-handed defensemen you have uh, uh, <laughs> but but he is also skilled offensively I mean you pair him with Wierenski I mean these are two guys with similar playing styles he can learn a lot from Z and
0: it's I gonna be Z a big the leader roving, of defense it's gonna be a big roving first pair yes that's for sure uh the um, second sh- shutdown pair if you want to make it that uh, if you want to make your second pair your shutdown pair, go for it. Because uh, yeah, it's... it's Gavrikov and Kukan.
1: Okay. I If I were them, I'd honestly put um, the third pair, I'd put Jake Bean with Kukan. And I want to give I want to have Gavrikov on a second pair, and I want to give Miko a shot on this.
0: Well, that's the thing is, I mean, Jeff in his article, he's got Jake down there on the third pair with peak.
1: That's fair. Yeah, I I could absolutely see that but I would not I would not mind seeing them put Gabrikov who's you know he's established he's an anchor for your second pair and put him with Miko who there's there's potential there with that guy. I mean, he's played really well overseas and he didn't really get much of a shot last year. I think he's an interesting player.
0: Well, speaking of Miko, there's the other three guys that we've got here in um, Scott, and we know what Harrington can do. He's a guy. When, you know, when he's not getting sucker punched in the back of the yeah.
1: skull. When, when he is healthy, he is a guy.
0: I'm, I'm never going to fucking forgive Brad Marchand for that. Like, Brad Marchand's a great player. He's a very skilled player, but God, he's just frustrating. Yeah. Ugh. Makes me sick. <laughs> like if I'm being blunt, he makes me sick. You know, cuz he just does stupid shit like that all the time. Yeah. Um and then Bayreuther, who we got back from the Kraken for reasons. Yeah. Um he's probably going to stick down, probably be a call-up guy. Um, Miko obviously is probably your lock at number seven, right? I think so. Uh, it's either him or Peak locking in at Mm -hmm. seven. Um, and then here's what I want to know what the hell do we do with Gabe Carlson anymore? Like,
1: he's just there. I mean, he
0: he was so praised at the draft. I don't
1: know he was praised the draft and unfortunately at some point though like you have to like ask the question like at what point is he no longer a prospect
0: and you also have he was to... drafted
1: in 2015 and yeah I, unfortunately for him like, like yes he is a first round pick He was drafted 29th though it's not like you drafted this guy like ninth overall you yeah know? so like it was a relatively high pick no doubt about it but like i don't know like you know it's 2021. Yeah. This guy's been a part of your organization for, for over half a decade. Mm-hmm. At what point is he just what he is?
0: Right. And at one point, are you like, okay, here is your one shot. And if you blow this, we got to move on. Because they, like you... they also need to give him a chance to regularly play. Yeah. I think. You know? But it's
1: like like you got to earn those minutes though. So it's like like what what is it? We saw this this team was decimated last year on defense. Oh yeah. And he still barely played. So what is it about this guy that he's not playing that much? Like what what do they see while he's in the minors when he's with Cleveland that makes him not give this guy a chance? Cuz if he was tearing it up in the AHL, you would make the room for this guy to play. Right. It almost seems like they go out of their way to make sure he doesn't.
0: It's weird. Like, is this a coaching thing? Is this a management thing? Is this a or is it just it's it's a him thing, I think. Yeah. Is it like, is it him? What's what's the problem here? And us as fans, especially us as hardcore fans, we want we want to know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, as a former first round pick, but I mean like you hang this guy like out there. Um, your trademark like, like what do you net if you're tr- if you trade them today
0: probably not a whole a fifth, lot a sixth maybe maybe even like it's just like maybe a conditional sixth if you're lucky like i don't know
1: like there's there's obviously there's something really, that they don't like
0: i don't know what it is which is weird because again i want to see guys get their chances right yeah,
1: I want to see, I want to see guys get their chances too. But um, if your team's not, it's just going out of their way to make sure you don't get a chance. I mean, it must mean that they don't like what they see.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, now, Jeff did mention that the biggest thing, you know, you brought this up. They're, you know, trying to pair left shot with a right shot when we only have Bokvist and Peak as the only righties in the decor yeah so like who's who is the guy that needs to play on the right side on his offhand?
1: you'd f- that's part of why i said what i said putting um i feel most comfortable if you have to have just one guy play the other side it's Kugan. but yeah
0: because he can do both okay
1: I, I think Miko can too. And that's part of why I want to put Miko with Gavrikov because you know Gavrikov is shut down defensively. Yes. Miko is a little bit more of your offensive-minded guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that would allow you to have a little bit of balance. And right. Gavrikov could be your responsible one who's playing his own side where Miko has a little bit more opened up to him being on the opposite side. He's getting He's and got he more play. freedom
0: to move. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And jump up and do Morgan Riley type things.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as, like, free agency is concerned, too, I mean, there's not a lot of... There's not too many really, really interesting right-handed defensemen left. Sammy Votnin is one of them, who's okay at this point.
0: That'd be interesting. Uh,
1: Jason Demers is the other one.
0: Yeah
1: like there's really just, there's not much so yeah um, demers, they're better off like just going with the guys in their organization i think and just yeah. see who fits
0: cuz i i i hear you say that and it's like demers is eh, and whether that's a product of being in arizona no that's
1: what he is i mean he's he's alright he's he's all okay right. and then Va- Voughton and uh, offensively Sammy, yeah offensively it's pretty solid but defensively he's a disaster
0: sammy sammy's a good like sharpshooting blue liner for sure
1: so like when you, when i look at those free agents and, and like how how much of a drought there is for right-hand shot defensemen. i mean god look tucker pullman look at the contract he got but that's how desperate teams are for these right. right-hand <laughs> shot defensemen like, it, It's it's ridiculous so i'm looking at this and i'm just oh. like you know what if you're a team like the Blue Jackets who aren't really expecting to compete for the playoffs, roll the dice with your guys and see who is going to be here long term as a is part that, of your decor.
0: Is that a Pullman thing or is that a Jim Benning thing? Because we could talk about Jim Benning.
1: That, that's, a, that's a little bit of both.
0: So all day long. <laughs> but we don't have all day long. Um, yeah. Uh, Way to just
1: ruin my point by being like, "Yeah, but Jim Benning
0: I mean, <laughs> and, me, and,
1: and me being like, "Okay, you're right.
0: <laughs> you're you're gonna look at me and tell me that I'm wrong." <laughs> Grow up, bro. Grow, Grow up, off, dog. Grow up. <laughs> my favorite part of that video is when the guy is like sitting on the couch, yeah, and you just faintly hear him go, "I'm gonna stab him," and then you <laughs> see the knife come out and you hear it. And it's like, yeah. whoa!
1: <laughs> the video is incredible.
0: It's my. But favorite. like, as far as,
1: so as far as your defense is concerned, obviously, uh, Z- Zach wrensky is a, a, a part of it.
0: He, Z-, he, Z and he, Adam.
1: He's, he's, is he is the key. Those get, two are locks. Yes. Gavrikov is a lock. Yes. Bean is a lock. Yes. So you're looking at this: Kukin, Harrington, Miko, Gabriel, and Peak. Yes. Two of those guys this year need to step up and and secure their place on that defense,
0: right? It's, it's not a, it's not like fighting for a job, fighting for a job as much as it is. Who's going to fill these. Who's going to fill the blue
1: jackets are fighting to see who can fill. like you hope by the end of this year, you only have at max one spot available on defense that you need to fill, right? You're hoping that like, cause I don't think it's realistic out of those five guys that I named to think that, oh, two of those guys are going to emerge and just fill that and that's going to be a defense next year too. But if you can have one of them, one of them do it, then you're in a hell of a lot better of a position than you are right now.
0: And that definitely like, cause the forward group is very solid, I think.
1: And yeah then, i i'd like to see a little bit more skill in the bottom six sure and you know a little bit more down the center but
0: i mean their bottom you know, the, the,
1: the draft kind of addressed that with kent johnson and cole sillinger so yeah we just need to be a little patient with that and we'll be rewarded but
0: and then we'll see um, what we'll see what Colemans does you know to I try mean, to God, make the I,
1: team after next year too and of course, and, and look—you like need a right-hand shot defenseman.
0: Yeah, you need more than Jake Bean and Andrew Peak. Yeah, um, that's for sure. And it's crazy that they found all of those guys. Um, they're all—I feel like if they don't go back to school or their regular program or whatever, they will go to Cleveland.
1: Yeah, so Coleman's uh, will play. I feel I feel like there's a very good chance Coleman's is a two-year player at Wisconsin. And then I don't know how long it's going to take for Kent Johnson. Kent Johnson's already played a year at Michigan, so he will play one more year at Michigan, for, and then he will join Cleveland, I would imagine. Right. Um, cylinder, I don't know. I don't know what the timetable is for him, but I'm excited about this draft class, man. I'm really excited about him.
0: Did, we got to hear it from his dad.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm ex. I'm excited. I'm really
0: excited. Oh yeah. Uh, we still got to talk about your guys. We got to talk about your attendees uh, Yeah. About your goal tendies. Um. So um, what? What Jeff says? What Svoboda says is, um, he lists Elvis first, and then he's got Jonas percent yeah
1: so Elvis is the better goalie
0: yeah so i would think if they don't tandem again i think merzlikens takes the majority of the starts from corpus Sallow.
1: are you ready for the first hot take
0: the first hot take late in the show
1: Elvis isn't really going to be taking stars from Jonas because Jonas won't be on the team.
0: Oh, you think they're going to trade him? I think they are. Where and for what?
1: I think they will take Jonas. They will retain half his salary, oh,
0: and it would be a s- that.
1: You have so much money available. Why wouldn't you do that? He's got one year left on his contract.
0: I just don't like the idea of retaining money. <laughs>
1: I love the idea of retaining money. It adds value. It's, it's perfect for when you have one year. Like, it, this doesn't affect the team at all this year.
0: I guess. I mean, it's not like we're pulling.
1: Yeah. A so, Vanco-
0: it's not like we're pulling a Vancouver dumping all those three dead contracts after a year.
1: Yeah. God, I still can't. Jim Benningman. Anyway, <laughs> Jonas will be traded at half the cost. Okay. Um, to the Edmonton Oilers
0: to Edmonton.
1: He and it'll be a salary cap thing. Um, They'll take back Miko Koskinen and they'll get a first round pick out of it. It,
0: The pick is nice.
1: The pick is nice. Koskinen is only going to be here for a year and then you can buy him out for really cheap,
0: I guess. Yeah, and he is younger than I thought he was because you said he was what thirty two, thirty three.
1: Cosmic?
0: Yeah, and I thought he was. Like I I, th- I, th- I believe. I, I thought he was ar- I thought he was around like Crawford Flurry's age. <laughs> you know, just cuz yeah. the way he looks. And I mean, that's nothing against the guy, but geez.
1: He's thirty three. So yeah, like uh, I see. This contract is not uh, ideal because how much does he have left? It's just it's just two years, right? I don't know. I don't have. Oh no! This is the last year of his contract. Is it? Yeah.
0: Oh good.
1: See, I'm I'm a I'm a beauty. Look at me. I'm amazing. Good, uh, good, yeah. good, You don't have to buy him out. You don't even have to buy him out. You hey, him out from... just let him walk. Yeah. Well, you See you later. There you go. Enjoy.
0: Well, go back to Europe for all we care.
1: Yeah. Or send with mean, another
0: team and approve a deal. Whatever, yeah, you know. PTO kind of thing, maybe. Um, yeah. and then they do okay. So Elvis Jonas, and then you say they flip Jonas for Koskinen. Um whatever. I think Elvis is the guy
1: and they're going to have to try and figure out an extension for him.
0: Yeah, for sure. He's, he's the guy that you stick with. And then behind that, they've got Tarasov and then behind that, they've got Johnson. Yeah. So good goalie depth to have, especially with Theason retiring and becoming a coach. Mm Mm-hmm. So that is basically a general consensus. Yeah, that they would trade either Elvis or Jonas considering both were going to be UFAs at the same time uh, and Matisse was going to be the full-time backup. Obviously, we know what happened. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sellers, I'm trying to just scroll through this. Uh, they're definitely going to compete for more starts, I think. You know. Mhm. And then maybe we do see a bit of Tarasov later on.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if we did that. Like, if if they do what I'm suggesting, which has been rumored, by the way. Mm. Um. Then then you could have Elvis in there for a bit. And then, like, after the trade deadline, if you wanted to, you could bring Tarasov up towards the end of the season, give him a couple starts.
0: Just to see what he's got at this level, yeah.
1: And just to give him a little bit of experience, you know, have fun with it, because I, I doubt that we're going to be – I doubt I... that we're going to have a playoff spot locked up or be in contention for And it's one, not so. like
0: they're going to commit to Tarasov until, like – you know when they know they're they're ready and he's ready um i think that's all the hockey talk
1: yeah i think we're good
0: uh i do want to mention this though because you know you mentioned that you watch like survivor and big brother and bachelorette with your family a lot yeah um (laughs) what are some like weird shows that like you really want to binge like weird shows weird shows because there's one that I found out about recently that just technically just came out about a week ago
1: hit me with it because if there was was a weird show I wanted to binge I would just binge it
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure I texted you about it before Um, so I watched this YouTube video this guy was commenting about this show that was a UK show from like 2014 and it was this Blind dating show, but you're wearing like weird, grotesque prosthetic. Oh makeup.
1: yeah, I saw that like all over like Snapchat and Twitter, and people <laughs> and, were freaking out about it.
0: And the and Netflix bought it and decided to turn it into an American show, um, and it's called Sexy Beasts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: So I watched, like, the trailer and I watched this commentary video for it and I'm like, oh my god, what is this? And it's this, like, morbid curiosity that I have. Yeah. The The, the first season's out right now. The first six episodes are out. I'm probably gonna maybe binge it on Saturday. I don't fucking know. But, like, I, I really kind of want to watch it just for, like, the train wreck factor. <laughs>
1: I absolutely love The Bachelorette and this season's been just incredible and it's sadly wrapping up but there's a new show that's coming out that I really want to watch I don't, I, yeah. I don't know 100% how it works but it's called Fuckboy Island Oh, and it's like I, I don't know how many guys are there but like say, say there's 20 guys there 10 oh. of them are there to fall in love 10 of them are solely there to fuck but you don't know who is like if they're there for for love or not. So,
0: <laughs> so like you is you have it, to find that out. So is it like a too hot to handle kind of situation or Yeah.
1: And like I'm just like oh my god this is amazing. But what's the difference between this which, and The Fashlorat?
0: Which I mean like I don't know if I've if I've been meaning to watch Too Hot to Handle cuz I already heard the STP guys or SDP guys have their thoughts on it. Right, so I'm just like, do I watch that? Do I not? It sounds really cringy and stupid. <laughs> like, you know, do you, do you watch Survivor at all? I don't. I don't. Oh. I don't. I don't watch a lot of. I don't watch a lot of TV, dude. It's like so just good. in general. And I mean, it's I know Survivor's good. good. It's serve.
1: It's, sur- it's been on. It's been on for forty seasons. And it's the, got two more coming up. They're, I was, I'm, I'm I applying, was gonna say, I'm applying was, for 43 and 44. You know, hopefully, you'll see me on TV just crushing it. And I was going to, to
0: say, survived on the airwaves, and then I was like, no, don't say it.
1: And then you said it anyway,
0: <laughs> I said I'm it out of mad. context, and now...
1: and now I'm like, wow. <laughs> think it's time to end the show i think it is okay speaking of that have you ever seen the show i think you should leave with tim robinson
0: i haven't watched it but i know know.
1: it's so funny it's so funny you got to look up the one with the hot dog car crashing into like a store and it's like (laughs) everybody's like oh my god who crashed into this store and (laughs) tim robinson's wearing a freaking hot dog suit and he's like yeah we're all trying to find the guy who did this (laughs) 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 Dude, <laughs> you gotta watch it. It's so funny. What's it's it called? Such, it's, I think you should leave because oh, yeah. all the skits are just made to make you feel so uncomfortable. Okay. okay. It's incredible.
0: Okay. It's um, so funny. Well, I guess with that, I think we should leave. Wow. Yes, I went there. I think I should retire. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys Adi- hopefully adios. Next, yeah we'll see you I'm guys done with hopefully you. I'm done next, with you. next Tuesday um, hopefully premiere works for me and YouTube works for me and Jay is gone so um, bye Jay Jake Jackets a podcast for fifth liners and all puckheads around all the guys on Twitter at Snake Garringer, G-A-R-R-I-N-G-E-R, and at by J Ashdown. And subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen. March on. March on.